0: Today's topic is a very interesting topic because the two words which we are using as the title of this podcast, ruthless compassion, if you see both these words are opposing to each other or contradictory to each other. So one side there is ruthlessness and the other side is compassion. Uh, It is important to understand here that when we talk about compassion in our day-to-day lives, many a times it is or in a very loose conversation, I'm saying that it is taken as substitute for kindness or generosity or uh, it's more like giving that tolerance to things so today's episode is about looking into compassion and how ruthless compassion specifically
1: comes with a specific intention and can help create a lot of difference in one's life welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create Your hosts for today are Prasanna and myself, Shantesh. Let's get started.
0: So when I want to talk about ruthless compassion, Shantesh, I would like to see uh, some of the examples to begin with so that our listeners also understand because it can be confusing. Why ruthless compassion? Why is it ruthless and then compassion at the same time? So we can take a few examples to begin with from our day-to-day lives and maybe uh, from things around us just to go to the definition first and then we can elaborate a little bit more
1: yes absolutely and first thing that comes to my mind uh, is uh, one of the talks that I had attended a few years ago in which uh, the architect Rem Koolhaas uh, referred to one of the schools uh, architectural association which is one of the leading schools in architecture as what it used to be good in the 70s has now become a nice school and in that context, nice seems such a derogatory word. Uh, now, what, where he was perhaps coming from is that what the inquiry, the inquisitiveness that happened, and for that, the push that was there from the teacher's side, as well as the rigor and the intensity that was brought from the academics and the students, the researchers, uh, was in that sense, focused towards a certain greater vision and Uh, and and there was ruthlessness in that. Uh, Nobody was mincing their words. Nobody was uh, 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 sort of uh, becoming uh, nice to the other person. Whereas today, and I see this not just in the context of this particular school, but it it is at a rampant pace. And I know that it might land as a controversial subject to some of them because quite a few uh, youngsters... Who are of the idea of opposing that when their teacher is pushing them, that's not how you do. You train the kids by holding their hands and this, and, and it comes from a mindset that now the generation is being spoon-fed, that they expect that that same sort of uh, lineage is continued, even when they are in a professional uh, college or a professional setup. Uh, whereas, if the intent is Right, and and I can see even a stark difference in the last, you know, 17 years uh, since I started studying architecture to how it's being taught. Uh, teacher, teachers were uh, ruthless. That's the right word because of the language that was used. Of the not that I uh, subscribed to the idea that we uh, have to use foul language, but. The intention behind was very clear, and we could see that intention. The pressure that was created, the uh, sort of trigger. push that was given. The yeah, yeah, and and it it was always yeah. Trigger is the right word because they they knew what word to use with whom, which triggered them, which made you angry from inside. But you would also be pushed that now. See, I'll just what you are saying is wrong, and I'll prove it. And with that intensity, you did, and you knew that it comes from a space of being compassionate towards you. So that's from my personal experience is all I could gather. But then there are many other examples of this ruthless compassion that keep coming to my mind where stories of Pim Sen Joshi when he was studying music through his teacher, the kind of uh, ruthlessness that was there. Uh, and again, to not celebrate this uh, in the wrong manner, but I think for the first eight months or so, uh, he was never taught even a single swara. He was asked to do the chores in the house and uh, clean the floor, fill the pots of water and all sorts of things, but not uh, taught anything to do with music. But only when the teacher was confident that that uh, this particular chap is very serious about uh, music and is willing to go to the extent of doing whatever is needed. That translated into something else and even in the case of Steve Jobs, maybe, that you can see through when you read the uh, biography uh, which is beautifully written you see the ruthless compassion
0: that comes across so absolutely and uh, now if we look at the problem first with the niceness as you said uh, when you take out the rigor from academia or uh, relationships especially when it comes to parenting or workspace or uh, day-to-day interactions uh, what is the problem with the niceness i can see that one of the major problem is that you are disconnected from reality so when you take out the Rigor, you also take out the relevance uh, along with that. And today, if you try to put, say, students in a kind of a cocoon in their education by giving them whatever the vocal culture asks you to treat them like, and that's the problem which many professors and many good uh, researchers who are working with the institutes are facing today, it is impossible for them to open their mouth today. They can't speak about any topic in the classroom. The moment they speak, they will see, they will see students coming out on the ground and uh, doing some dharana. So, it is impossible. Really, it's become a sad story for them. So, forget about that ruthlessness. Even talking on such certain topics is becoming difficult for uh, lecturers and uh, professors so coming to the topic of niceness the problem with that is the moment they are out of the institutes the real world is not that nice and i'm not saying that it is not nice in a wrong way maybe they will be much more nicer if you go and try to sell a, a internet connection or if you are asked to sell a, a flat or, or a residential property or if you are asked to sell go and sell out a mobile phone the person in front of you will be much more nicer he will very politely say you know and you don't know how to deal with that then because uh, you are not used to that. <laughs> you are used only to that niceness. So so the point is, I'm just trying no, to the elaborate.
1: Niceness, uh, there is a distinction before you proceed because uh, niceness that goes in your favor, something that goes in your favor is then considered as niceness over a period of time.
0: Yeah, even that can happen. So the point is that a person gets trained to deal in a unreal world. Uh, Because of this niceness. Now coming to our topic of ruthless compassion. uh, In this case, whoever is the person who is having ruthless compassion, first and foremost needs to have a clear intention. Without that clear intention, ruthless compassion may land as reckless compassion or rather only recklessness, no compassion, of course, because uh, if there is no agreement, between the two parties who are involved in that relationship. If that agreement is missing, then the language, as you said, may sound as a foul language. The interactions may sound weird. The actions which are asked, as you said, for Vimsen Joshi to go and do this. So there's another example which is shown in the, the Karate Kid, if I'm not wrong, where for first 15, 20 days, the master only asks him to go and wax, off, wax on, wax off the car. Mm. And the kid is like, I have come here to learn Karate and this master is telling me to wax on and wax off the car or why is this what treatment the, the kid could not see the relationship, but the master is clear why he is asking and what is the importance of waxing on and waxing off how it helps the uh, movement of arm hand or whatever is required from a Karate standpoint. So there is a logic behind that which only the master knows, unfortunately, what happens in especially the coach, uh, coach and coachy relationship we see the coach can see what the coachee herself or himself cannot see within them and that's the fun or that's the interesting part of coaching exercise and that's where ruthless compassion becomes important and we have seen this uh, just to clarify on this definition of ruthless again we have seen this in many movies especially if you look at uh, the, some of the Bollywood movies where it, whether it is Dangal, where their own father is treating them where they have put that song uh, Bap. Uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. So that Hanikarak is where that ruthlessness is or maybe in Chakde, India, we have seen Shah Rukh Khan uh, treating the uh, women's hockey team in the initial phases where he makes them run, he makes them wake up early, he makes them do things, he asks them to forget about where they come from, their uh, states, etc. So that whole thing looks very ruthless to begin with. But then there is a very clear compassion and commitment to see them victorious Monday. day. I have also seen one another movie by name, Vim Flash. It is a 2015 movie, Vim Flash. Vim Flash, Vim Flash, it's a 2015 kind of a movie. I think it should be available for our listeners on uh, Netflix. So very interesting movie, of course, that there you can see that ruthlessness sometimes goes a little ahead of that ruthless and it looks like recklessness. So maybe I have the link I can share with you, uh, Shantesh. we can put it in the show notes. It's a very short clip of that particular instance where the coach is asking the student to catch up with his tempo. And when the student is not catching the tempo, either the student is dragging while drumming or he's very uh, rushing. So he wants to f- distinguish between rushing and dragging with the student. And he takes some lot of time, in fact, with the student to just catch him that he knows, but he is not doing kind of a thing. And that's a phenomenal conversation. And the way it is uh, captured is absolutely beautiful. So I think that's how ruthless compassion begins with. So it is m- most importantly, it begins with a very clear intention
1: the intention is with the teacher though now to one way to communicate that is by setting up an agreement that at the beginning you agree that you are going to go through this and despite the moments when you feel uncomfortable you are okay to go through this from the pupil from the student's point of view and A lot of times, uh, we tend to agree as students. But when you go through it, you don't realize that. And therefore, that agreement tends to fail. The second aspect is, as a student, you... Now, the movie examples that you referred to, Chakta India or uh, Whiplash or Dangal, Mm -hmm. yeah, all these movies, there is no agreement created by the teacher. So, even... That agreement, without that agreement, the student needs to discover the compassion. Until then, you have to submit yourself. And what I find as two parts to this. One aspect is what we discussed as an initial part of the conversation. The challenge that uh, academics are facing today. Uh, Even these young graduates then who go into workspaces, the challenges that... Both the graduates as well as the managers are facing today. Everywhere, this kind of gap, which has been seen, uh, and one of the reasons is perhaps the aspect of ruthlessness is, or rather, even not even ruthlessness. The aspect of just being a little firm or accepting no to your request is not read, is, is not there, uh, or they are not trained to do that. The second is. Not every time there is going to be an agreement, but how do you then see the compassion behind the ruthlessness, which is a far more important question. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I think very valid points both from the both sides, I would say. One side is when you are the receiver of ruthless compassion, it is important to distinguish uh, the compassion part of it uh, on our own and see that uh, by giving the right meaning to what's happening many a times we may get into a trap of only focusing on the negative aspects of it and that can lead to only looking at the ruthlessness which might not land properly and we may not continue with that relationship but at the same time if we are clear how the intention is landing to us or maybe have a conversation with the person or whatever it takes but it is important to do that when it comes to the other side when the person who is on the supply side i would say of the ruthless compassion it is important that the person like if i am ruthlessly compassionate with somebody then i should own that up so that creating that safe space or giving that kind of uh, uh, takeaway is important because then the onus doesn't lie on the other person to understand it because other person can uh, understand or not understand, but it is not in my control. So I need to work on my control and then coming back to that, even we are not getting into too much into the ruthless part of it. But if we really want to get into that, one can be appropriate. One cannot, one can avoid using foul language or being uh, violent or anything yet be ruthless. So I think that's a very powerful uh, uh, state to be.
1: Yes, absolutely. I I completely agree with that part, uh, which which is required uh, and that is exactly what uh, I was Referring to that, the language um, uh, used by teachers about a couple of decades ago was very different, uh, particularly at least uh, in the context of studying architecture, or even while working in offices in, of uh, architectural studios, and and I can only speak from that professional point of view. Uh, and today, it has gone to the other extreme of the spectrum, and that's where the problem lies. Where Being politically correct is one thing that you don't use foul language, you don't uh, become violent. uh, Your physical gestures or actions uh, or you're not hurting somebody even physically sometimes. On the other aspect uh, we have sort of become too polite to now be considered ruthless and even if... and then the ruthless compassion seems to be shifted with or replaced with polite kindness, and compassion and kindness aren't the same, which we started the conversation with. And therefore, the onus, therefore, is on the receiver more to understand the compassion behind. And yeah. and and for that to develop the trust, that onus is on the giver to kind yeah. of develop that trust. Uh, and and we have to understand these two aspects simultaneously. Otherwise the entire thing seems to be collapsing.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And Shantish, as you said, even I may not subscribe to uh, Fall Language, but I have seen people who manage that well because of either the culture <laughs> if the culture around you is such that it allows you that can be one possibility or the persona manages in such a way that whatever way this week they still manage to have that rapport because of their strong deep compassion and commitment because if you remember i uh, in when i was in my 12th standard somewhere in the year 92 or 93 you can say uh, there was a, a teacher by name tantri and he has yeah he had a very different way of dealing with students i remember some instances where even for girls the way he used to talk one girl came up with one an answer once and she raised her hand and what he asked what is the answer and she said some 23 or so no i am not asking you your number of affairs don't tell me the number of boyfriends you have <laughs> i mean it's 92 for someone speaking in front of what and there were some 150 people in the classroom so. so that he managed it well. And he could, as you said in the beginning, that he could trigger the ego of the person, he know whom to speak what, which will make them go back to the topic, study well, come prepared next time, deliver and show the difference in the coming day. So I have seen different kind of teachers, especially who have this knack and some people do it politely. Some people have that uh, passive aggressive tone, <laughs> which they will use it uh, without using any bad language, but still making you hurt at the right spot so that you work on it. So the whole intention behind whatever they are doing is not to hurt anyone or to Uh, demean or to attack on their self-esteem. It is absolutely to bring out the best from the student.
1: Just to sum up the conversation, to read the compassion as well as to be clear with your intentions while being ruthless. Both sides are to be looked at very carefully and one has to be far more responsible, particularly as a teacher, while being ruthless has to be far more responsible in terms of doing that and one way to do that is to be clear with your intentions and when yeah. the intentions are clear then it may take time for the pupil the receiver to see those intentions but regardless uh, the direction will always be right and therefore as an academic we need to be particularly in today's time and era that we are in we need to be fearless if, if you ought to be good you have to be fearless uh, from the student's point of view The onus of looking at that compassion behind the ruthlessness and pushing your limits, challenging yourself is only preparing for the real world. And understanding that in the face of a decline or in the face of sometimes negative emotions, how do you surpass that and you really go beyond that to challenge your own limitations is where one can see the compassion, the uh, uh, intentions. Of the teacher so i think that's uh, from my side
0: yeah so absolutely Shantesh, and i think uh, if that intention is there i uh, in the next episode we will also look or go into the domain of how it uh, is important also to look at both others compassion for others but also self-compassion with that i think we can complete today's podcast thank you